Welcome to Conscious Business, where entrepreneurs learn to master their mindset, conquer their fear, and step into their bigger game. Now, here's your host, Julie Zuzak. Hello, and thanks for tuning in to Conscious Business and this very special series we're doing on situational blueprinting. As you know, I am a pretty positive person. I think that's fair to say. I usually see the glass as being half full, not half empty. But today, we're going to talk about a very different kind of subject. We're going to talk about something negative and something that we typically wouldn't necessarily look forward to, having haters. Now, if you are just dropping by this podcast, we are right in the middle of a series that you should know about. It's called Situational Blueprinting. And we kicked off this series in episode 130. And to refresh your memory, if you've been hanging out for a while, a situational blueprint is when you prepare for a future event, a milestone, or a challenge in your business by thinking through how you intend to handle it when it shows up. Now, by doing this, we are well prepared and confident to handle the challenge because we know in advance how we're going to handle it in a way that aligns with our values. Now, the advantage of situational blueprinting is that we have the perspective and the clarity of thought to make big decisions when we're in a pressurized environment. This allows us to really lean in and visualize future milestones for our business. Now, elite athletes and Olympians, they've been using these techniques for years, this ability to visualize what they're going to be doing in the future. It's time for us to make this technique mainstream in business. So today, we're going to blueprint for haters. Now, blueprinting doesn't only apply to positive things. It applies to all milestones in your business. Sometimes we think it can be a bad thing if people don't like us. But today, I'm actually going to challenge you to think about having haters as actually a measure of success. Really? Yes, really. And how you might think it's actually something to be proud of when you have haters. So here's a look at what you're going to learn today. First, we're going to talk about the serious impact that haters and trolls can have. And I'm going to share some of my personal experiences with them. And then in our second segment, I'm going to explain how haters can actually be a positive thing. And then in our last segment, I'm going to share some tips and also teach you how to blueprint to deal with your haters in the future. So get out of your head and into your heart and let's dive right in, shall we? So let's kick off with some stats because if you spend any time online, you know that it is a perfect storm for people to share negative feedback and comments without any consequence whatsoever. Did you know that Five internet trolls a day are convicted in the UK, according to The Telegraph. Five a day. And out of all the trolls, according to Tech Insider, 88% of them are on Twitter. And one in four teenagers suffered a hate incident in 2015 online. One in four. Isn't that shocking? Now, I don't think kids are necessarily getting meaner. 
I think they were still mean looking back to when I grew up, but there seems to be this new medium to be able to pick on people and you can reach out to people and do mean things with less of a consequence. You don't have to show up face to face to do it. You don't have to have the courage to do it in front of someone. You can bully someone from the comfort of your own home. You can bully them from the comfort or convenience of your phone, right? Anytime, anywhere, any place. So I want to share one of my personal experiences with haters. So years ago, I had a colleague, someone that I knew really, really well. We worked together years ago. And in following up, he admitted to me that he and someone else regularly made fun of me and my new business at the time because they thought I had a very naive desire to really help build strong company cultures and to change and impact the way people lead. Now, I'll be honest, it did sting a little bit when he first said it. And I don't know what stung more, the fact that He did admit that they were making fun of me or the fact that he went out of his way to tell me this because those are two different levels, right? When you go out of your way to let someone know that you did something mean behind their back, it's almost even more intentional that you want to hurt them, right? So I remember, this was years ago, but I remember it stinging for a split second and then it didn't. Because luckily enough, I'd already built up my immunity to this kind of scenario by creating a situational blueprint. And later on in the episode, you're going to learn exactly how to do this too. So when I started my business, I remember taking time to think about how this could be something I'm going to have to face at some point. Because hey, I have a huge network. I've worked with thousands of people all around the world in my old career. And guess what? I'm kind of stepping outside of the toxic environment, looking back in and trying to change things, right? So instead of being in the fire, I stepped out of the fire and I'm now trying to put the fire out. So of course, I'm going to experience resistance from some people. So I took time to think about this as an eventuality. I knew I was going to face it at some point, and I made a few key decisions about how I would handle it when it showed up, such as I would consider the source. Who was it that is giving me this feedback? Is it someone that I respect, someone that I admire? Does their opinion really matter to me? Because here's the thing, when you have a job and a boss and you're in a hierarchy and a pecking order, sometimes you just get wrapped up in the politics and you actually do have to care about what people think, even though you don't care about what they think. You know what I'm saying? But now I actually don't have to care about what people think. I have to decide, is that person who's showing up in my experience someone who I'm trying to reach and speak to? Because if they're not, I can just let it go. Now, another thing that I spent time thinking about is how I was going to stay connected to my purpose and focus on the people that I was trying to help rather than giving my energy and being sucked back into that negativity, that vortex of negativity of the people who were criticizing me, right? Because let's be real. I know that my message is not for everyone. I know that there's people that don't resonate with what I have to say. And, you know, as it's often said, you can't please all the people all the time. 
And so there's one other reason why having haters is a good thing, but I'm going to get to that in the next segment. Hang on. Now, I also want to say that in this scenario, it was likely dipping the toe of having haters. It wasn't a really big deal. It was a single person who I was talking to. It didn't happen in a public forum. And I think that when it does, like on a social media platform, it tends to be a lot more emotionally charged to have to deal with. And I think that when it happens publicly, it often evokes our ego, right? It activates that lizard part of the brain and we feel obligated to spring into action and protect ourselves. But it's in these times that we really, really need to keep ourselves grounded the most and keep our ego in check. Because the one important thing to point out is that I was fully prepared for this to happen because I had decided early on how I was going to handle it. All right, let's deep dive into why having haters is actually a good thing and a sign that you're on your pathway to success. Yes, you heard me right. Why having haters is a good thing and a sign that you're on your path to success. So first and foremost, when you have a hater, it likely means that you have, quote unquote, arrived. So congratulations. There's a few things that you need to understand to really appreciate why having haters is a good thing. So let's be real. Haters are only ever going to show up when you're out there on a limb doing things that are really edgy, when you are truly living your purpose and trying to shake things up a bit. It's a sign that you are standing out from the crowd. Haters don't pick on people who are at home on the couch, in their sweats, binge watching Netflix. If you're right smack dab in the middle of your safe comfortable zone, then no one is going to ever hate on what you are doing. They only ever show up when you're working towards your outer edges, when you're challenging the status quo. If you're not doing anything worth noticing, well, then they're never really going to notice, are they? So you can interpret having haters as a sign that you are on track, shaking things up, right? Now, the other really good way to look at haters as a sign is that they help you to reaffirm that you are really aligned with something that you believe in and you're willing to put a stake in the ground for what you believe in. Now, when you do something that you really, really, really have conviction and strongly believe in, then you can easily turn up the volume and be really passionate. And when you're passionate, this is going to draw attention to you. Now, we can speculate lots of reasons why, and we could play armchair therapist and try to figure out what is really going on when someone hates on you. Maybe they're jealous of you. Maybe seeing you living your purpose just amplifies how unhappy and miserable they are with what they're doing. Maybe you've done an extraordinary amount of growth and you have changed so much that it makes them feel less safe or less secure about where they are in their life. Either way, how you are showing up is triggering something in them. And in that grand scheme of things, this is a good thing for you. It means that you're aligned with your purpose and that you're really, really, really taking those courageous steps to put yourself out there. 
Now, here's the other good news. Having haters means that you are effectively building your tribe. I repeat, having haters means that you are building your tribe. When you notice that people don't like you, this is actually helping you build your tribe and attract the people that will like you. Because if you're not far enough out on a limb to trigger your haters, then you're not far enough out on that limb to attract the attention and loyalty of people in your tribe to want to follow you. Now, I don't want you to have people who sort of kind of like you. I want you to have raving fans, people who adore you, who adore your product or your service. We want your tribe to do your marketing for you. And in order for you to find your people, you have to push the envelope just a bit. Now, this might seem challenging because sometimes haters seem louder than your fans, and I know it's hard, but sometimes A compliment when we receive it can be forgotten, you know, just within seconds. But a criticism, you know, that is something that we hold on to and carry for hours, maybe even days. So when your haters are rearing their ugly head, it's a great sign that you're doing a good job at getting your message out there so that your raving fans can come and find you and understand what it is that you have to say. Have you ever heard that saying that knowing, paradoxically, knowing what you don't want is as important as knowing what you do want? Well, I really strongly believe that. And if you are on a path figuring out who your tribe isn't, then that's going to help you find out who they are. One step closer. I like this visual of Michelangelo creating the famous statue David. So he basically started with a vision of what he wanted to create, a slab of rock. And then he held tightly to that vision and he just slowly started to chip away the pieces of the rock and eventually revealed David. You're doing the same thing. You're chipping away through the layer of haters or people who don't understand you, who don't get you, and you're eventually revealing your tribe. So remember, having haters is actually a measure of success. I repeat, having haters is a measure of success. It means you're on the right path. Your haters are always going to be proportionate to your fans. So be proud of your haters, even if they have a loud, mean, shouty voice. All right, in this segment, I want to give you a few tips to deal practically with haters because, yeah, it's a good sign, but I'm not saying that it's going to be easy. And I also want to help you create a situational blueprint. So let's start with the blueprint because that's like the way easier thing to do. Here goes. It's three simple steps. Number one, accept that you're going to have to deal with haters at some point. It's just an eventual part of stepping up and really putting yourself out there. It's a sign of growth and it's a measure of your success. So step one, accept that it's going to happen. Step two, start to take stock, take inventory and notice how other people are handling their haters. What do you see that you do like? What do you see that you don't like? I know personally, I have been observing this for years and I have to be honest, I've seen a lot of good things that I do like and 
There's also a few things that I've been watching from the sidelines where there's one circumstance that I can think of where someone completely got baited. They just got completely triggered by this person who said a bunch of really mean, unnecessary things. But rather than just letting it go, they sort of took this full-fledged vendetta and just this all-out attack to counterattack, I guess, to protect themselves and really take away the credibility of this other person. And, you know, it was like a mission to destroy them. And all I could think of to myself is, let it go. I mean, we all know that it's not true. So focus your attention on the things that you have done with your business. And yes, it's so much easier to have this perspective when you're not in it, but you really, really need to think about blueprinting this one and think about how you do want to handle it and how you don't want to handle it. Are you going to let this person suck you in and totally bait you? Of all the people that take the bait of their haters, it just feels like, to me, this is just my opinion, it's not a right or wrong, but when I observe them taking the bait, it just feels like they're wasting a lot of energy and they're holding a lot of negativity towards this one person. And quite frankly, I don't think that makes them look very positive in the big picture. Step number three, decide how you want to handle it. So take in all this intelligence, what you do like, what you don't like, and then decide what are you going to do? How will you think? How will you react? Now, this can be a blueprint or a plan that you actually write out, like a project plan, or it could be something that you just take the time to think about in your head and then maybe share it with another person. I'd love to hear in the Facebook group this week how you intend to handle it. Either way, you've got to do this now before you grow your business. Or maybe some of you have already had to deal with this. If you have, I send you, I've got my hand on my heart right now, and I send you love and appreciation, and I hope that you handled it with care, and I hope that you're proud of how you handle it. And if not, and you learn something, then I would love to hear all about that, and I'm sure we can all learn from you and what you did. Now, I also want to point out that this is going to be a spectrum, right? Dealing with a hater who, you know, like my example, I would say that's pretty mild. I had one person talk to me directly, and yeah, that hurt, but it was something that I was able to contain and deal with. And I think that is way easier than someone who publicly attacks you on social media and really wages a full-blown war to just destroy you and your reputation. I know that that's way different. And you know what? That might be coming for me. And I'm okay with that. If you've ever had to deal with this, I am really sorry that you have. And I think we just all need to be prepared for this to happen at whatever level it is going to happen. So as you're crafting your blueprint about how you're going to deal with your haters, those are your three steps, right? So step number one, accept that it's going to happen. Step two, take an inventory or take stock of what other people are doing, what you do like, what you don't like. And then step three, simply decide how you're going to handle it when it shows up. And I want to give you a few tips and strategies of what you can think of and really put into your blueprint as you are creating it, okay? So I've got 10 tips. You don't have to go through and take all of these, but as I um, go through each of these 10 tips, make a mental note and see if you can't pick even one or two that really, really resonate with you that you want to incorporate in your blueprint, okay? All right, so tip number one, 
you always, remember this, you always have the right to not respond. Now, I know that our ego gets involved and we feel compelled that we have to act, especially if someone has publicly attacked us. But choosing to not respond is a completely viable option. It's similar to having a nasty email dialogue with someone. I found myself in this situation before. Sometimes not responding right away, just give it some breathing space, is usually the better approach to take. Then when you've calmed down, you can think rationally about how you want to handle it. Tip number two, if needed, you can always delete or block a person from your social media, right? This is an acceptable practice. And remember, most channels or mediums give you the option to do this, to block, remove, or really take this person out of your experience completely. Tip number three, if they've posted something particularly harmful, then take screen snapshots of it right away. You may think in that moment uh, that all you want to do is just get rid of it and make it go away. I get that. That's a human reaction. But remember that stat earlier, five internet trolls a day are convicted in the UK. So you have to have proof in order to build up that case. So if it's something really, really scathing, make sure that you take screen snapshots of it so you've got proof. And if needed now or down the road, then you can take the necessary steps to report what has happened, okay? Tip number five, consider the source, all right? So here's a quote from Marcus Aurelius. When another blames you or hates you or people voice similar criticism, go to their souls, penetrate inside, and see what sort of people they are. You will realize that there is no need to be racked with anxiety that they should hold any particular opinion about you. So consider the source. Remind yourself, who really matters? Whose opinion do you really care of? With my example earlier from that old colleague, you know what? His opinion doesn't really matter to me today. There was a time and a place where it did. And yes, he's a very intelligent man. But if I were to look at his whole life, and I know him quite well, I know that he's actually not very proud or fulfilled by the work that he does. And in reality, he's not really my target market anyways, so I don't really care what he actually thinks of me. Tip number five, accept that you can't change other people's mind. I love the saying, strong opinions, comma, loosely held which means I believe really strongly in the things I believe in. But I always try to be open and welcome to listen to what other people have to say. I admire when people think differently than me. And I love it, to be honest, when people challenge me if, and only if, they do it in a respectful and an intelligent way because this is always an opportunity for me to learn, right? Remember, we're thinking of a spectrum, right? There's some haters that are going to say the odd comment, some that are going to be really scathing, but if it's just one comment here or there, maybe there's something here for you to learn. Tip number six, remember, this is the tough love, right? Your challenges will always up-level relative to your ability to handle them. If haters are showing up, it means that you likely do have the strength to deal with this, 
or this is your chance to maybe develop this strength or build this muscle. Whatever you do, don't take it as an opportunity to give up or a sign that you shouldn't be here right now. Absolutely not. Do not give in to the haters. Number seven, remember they likely want attention and they're looking to bait you. Keep that perspective and decide if you want to let yourself be baited or not in advance decide. Number eight, consider the possibility that, hey, they actually might be your biggest fan, but subconsciously. I love that saying that jealousy always teaches us a lesson about what we really want. So I want you to ask yourself, are your haters really your haters or are they secretly enamored with you? In the instance of my old colleague, The one who admitted to making fun of me, well, I know him well, and I know that he is, has this pattern of constantly taking jobs that uh, don't challenge him. And so he's always disappointed with the work that he's doing. And I don't know why, but this is his theme or pattern in life. I watch him do it year after year. And so it must just kill him to watch me doing something that is so fulfilling and so meaningful. And so instead of getting frustrated at him or hurt, I now can look at him and have compassion for what he's saying because I understand what he's going through. Tip number nine, scan for intelligence. And again, going back to that spectrum, this will only apply to the moderate end of the scale of hating activity. When people make remarks that bother you, if they criticize you, then maybe, 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 maybe there is a 2% truth in what they are saying. If someone says something that is completely out in left field that you might feel like there is no reality, no possibility of it being true, then you won't even think twice. But if what they said really, really seems to sting, then you might want to explore that a little bit deeper and see what it's all about. There might be a tiny, small 2% truth in there somewhere. And tip number 10, haters are gonna hate. They just are. Sadly for many people, this is the only language that they know. So take it with a grain of salt. They don't know how else to respond or communicate. It's not personal and it has nothing to do with you. All right, that wraps up this episode on haters. Remember, haters only ever show up when you are out there on a limb doing stuff that is really edgy, when you are really living your purpose and trying to shake things up a bit. It's a sign that you are standing out from the crowd. If you're always living right smack dab in the middle of your comfort zone, then you're never going to have any haters. They only show up when you're really working those outer edges and challenging the status quo. If you're not doing anything worth noticing, then quite simply, no one's ever going to notice. So remember to take the time to blueprint. How are you going to deal with your haters when they show up? Step one, accept that you're going to have haters. It's an eventuality of just really putting yourself out there. Step two, start to take stock of how other people are handling their haters. What is it that you like and admire and what don't you want to do? 
And step three, you create that blueprint and decide what you are going to do and how you are going to handle it. Thanks for hanging out with The Corporate Yogi. Remember, being an entrepreneur can be intense and isolating at times. Don't do it alone. Become part of Julie's Facebook group called Conscious Business. And if you're really serious about growing your biz, visit thecorporateyogi.com and book a free strategy session with Julie today.